Hey, what's up? This is Tyler G of Batman Figs on Instagram, and I'm here to let you know a little bit about Zavi, Z-A-V-V-I. They are your one-stop place to go to for anything pop culture related, anything from clothes to games, Blu-rays to action figures. If you want any of that, Zavi is your one-stop shop from Marvel, DC to anything else. Harry Potter, Kill Bill, they got it all. Use code TYLER20 for 20% off all clothes. Or code Tyler10 for 10% off anything else store wide. All right, now let's get back to the show. Hello, and welcome to the Tyler G Show, where we intend and we always try and hope. To set a precedence. We might not. We might fail miserably every show. But we're going to try our best. Now right off the bat. Pun intended. Because I mean my puns. And I don't try to hide behind them. Robert Pattinson's remarks. Which if you are. In any way. A movie or a hero movie. Or Batman fan. Or you're just bored to death in quarantine. And you're reading anything that's a clickbait article. You will have seen. Robert Pattinson's remarks on him playing Batman and his exercise routine. And it is bizarre, to say the least. Now, uh, for some of the first things he says, there's like, you know, I'm not too worried about getting in shape for this role. I'm not really working out. Even my personal trainer, you know, he gave me some stuff to do. I'm not doing it all the time, which that first bugs me because that trainer, that's his job, which I'm sure he went to school for a long time because I know. My major is in kinesiology, so I know how much school this guy had to do to be a personal trainer, especially at an elite level. And he's just disregarding this guy. He's like, ah, I'm Robert Pattinson. Ah, I do what I want. So not only is he disrespecting Warner Brothers' money and that guy's whole livelihood, but then he goes on to say, you know, in the 70s, they weren't really, actors really didn't even care to do this sort of thing, get in shape for a hero role. There were, first of all, there were a lot of superhero movies made in the 70s. And the one that was made, Superman, he certainly did, Christopher Reeve, get in shape for the role. And I covered that and put pictures and evidence on the Tyler G Show podcast, link below. Smash like, ding, ding, ding. There, I'll get that out of the way. Okay, so, then he jumps from saying, you know, James Dean, he wasn't even that ripped. That's 20 years difference. And the genesis of bodybuilding started to get super popular into what it is now where there's super mr olympias and all that in the 1950s so it was just being started the benefits of bodybuilding in the 50s so not too many people are going to be bodybuilding okay but anyway all his points are just invalid they don't make sense they make him look lazy they make him look like he does not even understand the amount of damage he could do with these comments and we've seen it before we've seen it before people all right just think of wonder woman wonder woman was a great movie but a lot of trolls a lot of people beforehand were saying without even seeing the movie oh it's feminist it's so full of feminist messages and all that and so a lot of people because of that didn't go at the beginning of, of wonder woman ended up seeing it later on like video or you know, maybe saw it a couple weeks later where it didn't have a big impact on the first few week box office. 
after hearing that word of mouth that, you know, it was a good movie. It was a really good movie. It wasn't really feminist. Captain Marvel, Brie Larson. She made big comments on a podium and I think an award show or an event saying, I don't really care if, uh, you know, white males or males go to my movie. It's not for them. Well, you know, sadly, a lot of critics, most of them are male. And also your main demographic, the people that read comics and that grew up reading comics are in the 25 to 55 age range and male. So you'll be alienating a ton of your audience by saying those words. And in fact, Disney is actually smart and there's a reason they are with who they are. They sent Brie Larson immediately on the talk show morning circuit to say sorry and like basically, oh no, I didn't mean that I was trying to say this and control the damage so that the global box office would not suffer. And guess what? It, it made over a billion dollars, it grossed. So Robert Pattinson, not only it, could he be affecting people's minds and their perception of him, he already was in Twilight. That's not a good start. If you've seen any Twilight movie, they're laughable. The effects are laughable. It's hilarious to watch. It's a good, so bad, it's good movie. And people want to give him a chance because it's Batman. And Batman is an important uh, American and worldwide icon. He is a character that people love, they relate to. You're given this chance, probably a once in a, not even probably, definitely a once in a lifetime opportunity. How many people who have lived in the history of the world have played Batman? And you're just gonna, ah, I'm not gonna work out. Or don't even say you're not gonna work out. If it's part of the, the look and the aesthetic of the film, don't mention it. Just wait till people see the movie because then they'll make sense of it. Don't let people's minds try to, like, a thin Batman, that sounds dumb. I don't wanna watch that. And then it will affect the opening box office. It will affect word of mouth. If not a lot of people go see it the first weekend, people will automatically assume it sucks and not go see it anymore. You're affecting people's jobs. You're affecting producers. You're affecting cameramen. You're affecting the grips. You're affecting catering. You're affecting costume design. You're affecting a lot of people's jobs on very flippant comments. And you see, and then there's other people, oh, he was joking, he's known to be sarcastic. Well, this wasn't on The Onion, okay? So unless it's on The Onion, I'm gonna take it serious unless the tone is, is obvious, okay? Anyone after they say dumb comments can two hours later be like, oh, I was joking, I wasn't being serious. Anyone can say that, okay? And also, I just, uh, I'll skip that because that'd be probably too much for you. Maybe later down the road. <laughs> but anyway, I think his comments are dumb, regardless of whether or not they're meant to be a joke or whether or not he meant them 100%. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. You say, you know, I'm trying my best. Story looks good. Really putting a lot of effort into it. You're going to love it when you see it. Say something like that. Be generic and, and try to blow people's minds, okay? You know what was great about seeing uh, Heath Ledger play the Joker? Is that we didn't hear him say, You're, oh, wait till you see it. It's going to be a good Joker. 
No, he did. He let people slip out and freak out. He didn't say a word because he knew that his acting was good. Okay, so with that out of the way, opening comments out of the way, I'd like to thank sponsors of this show because without them, wouldn't be doing this. Wouldn't be able to. Be, it's a lot of fun for me, and uh, I hope that you guys enjoy it. So first, big thank you to Big Bad Toy Store. So. If you haven't checked out their Instagram or their website, they have a lot of great pre-orders up for a bunch of new figures. We'll be touching on some of the new figures a little bit later in the show. But the one thing I can talk about right now up front that they posted today is a really cool steel factory. It almost looks like a Terminator 2 where Arnold goes down before he gives the thumbs up. It looks like that sort of setup. Definitely going to have to get that. Because it also looks like an Ace Chemical scene. It looks like it could be used for that. And also just who doesn't want a lot of cool warehouse scenery. So I think you'll get a lot of good use out of it. Just like the NECA street diorama. Which I don't think I'll ever regret buying. Out of, because I've been able to get so much use out of it. A lot of different setups. It's like five or six different dioramas in one. So... It'll be fun to see what this looks like once it's eventually out. And pre-orders are up now at Big Bad Toy Store. Zavi. Zavi UK, Zavi US, Zavi, they're everywhere. They have uh, pre-orders available for Batman The Adventure Continues figures from the new uh, Batman, the, yeah, I already said that, Adventure Continue comic, which has been coming out, which is the third one recently. We'll be covering the third one a little later as well. And, uh, yeah, they got clothes, they got movie props, they got Blu-rays of every pop culture thing. Literally everything from video games, Star Wars, Batman, Marvel, Kubrick movies, horror films, video games, everything. So, if you use a code TYLER20, you'll get 20% off all clothing. If you use code TYLER10, you'll get 10% off store-wide. Then I'd also like to thank Numskull Designs, which you can find at Numskull Designs on Instagram. They do a lot of really cool stuff, and they've been uh, sending me some of their cosplay ducks figures, which I've done a few pictures of. And they're actually pretty cool, especially if you have kids and you want to give them some really cool uh, ducks for bath time. These are it. Now, after that, we have Undone Watches. They have a specific DC line of watches and they're very nice luxury watches with a decent price tag but it's not crazy like a rolex but they have a great dc line and a couple of great batman watches as well and then i'd also like to thank skillshare now skillshare you guys have been blowing up skillshare according to my link and the and actually it's okay i watch youtube all the time and i would see people always Oh, Skillshare, first thousand people that sign up, you know? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I actually, because they, they sponsor this, I got to use it for a few months free. And it's actually a really great resource. And I learned a lot about photography. I learned a lot about lighting. I learned a lot about just cinema in general, which is important for photography for me and telling a story. So I highly recommend Skillshare and if you use my link which I'll put in the description box below you get two free months now yeah if you forget after two free months you're gonna have to pay but if you don't want to pay 
just set a reminder on your phone and terminate it. But it, I don't know. You just have to see if you like it. I think you might like it. But with that, we're done with the sponsors. Okay. So to toy news. I hinted at on uh, the Tyler G Show Instagram page that I'd be hunting for the new Joker and Batman McFarlane uh, Arkham video game line. The first two that released were Joker and Batman. No luck. I went to Target the last three days. Nothing. Not even any Wonder Woman, which it's good. I'm glad the figures are wanted and they're selling because it means they'll make more. But... Uh, the only people that have contacted me saying they found them or they've seen them are, have been at Walmart. And we do know that even though sometimes they're not officially exclusive to one store, one store seems to somehow magically have them over another. And so I think I'm going to have to just suck it up, even though I don't want to, and stand in line at a Walmart for about an hour and a half just to hopefully see if these toys are there. Because I, I enjoy hunting. I don't like the weight feel like that's almost cheating for like an order but I also understand that in these new times that it's uh probably gonna be necessary but I don't know I might give it one go and see if I can find them last time I looked and gave it a shot with the Wonder Woman I came up successful so we will see after that uh there are there was a new wave put out well not a new wave uh another set of the wave of the 40th anniversary of the Empire Strikes Back figures with the classic vintage card backs at Target. I saw those again. And then NECA, I also see they're putting out the uh, Turtles again with the Foot Soldiers for the uh, TMNT animated series. I almost said Batman animated series. Also, the pre-orders that are also on Big Bad Toy Store, which blew my mind. And that, of course, I'm gonna get are the NECA Back to the Future it's like, I think it's like a combo of one, two, one and two figures where they had regular Marty. They had the ultimate Marty from Back to the Future 2 with a hoverboard and a hat and all that. And then they had a Biff. And the, he also had the almanac, but he also had a little case of a bunch of magazines. So you got to, you almost have to get that just for the accessories. But the figures alone, they look amazing. And they're from NECA, so you know they're going to be really good in terms of likeness just in terms of articulation and joints breaking, that's always the scary thing. So after that, Diamond Select and uh, Soap Studios, still don't know. I know last time we discussed Diamond Select about we get a few more days, but what I was told was look for Diamond Select to hopefully at the earliest start shipping the new DC direct Batman Adventure Continues figures to retailers and to those that pre-ordered them around the middle of this month. So there is still a few days and we can hear something. So Studios, I don't know because they are loca located on the east side of the world. I don't know how they're doing or uh, if they still intend to release a lot of the figures that they're showing to you this year, if they're gonna be pushed back to next year. I should reach out to them soon and just See how everything's going. Mezco, they just put a pre-order up for a new, I think it looked like an ultimate blade where you had tons of accessories. And it's already on a wait list, so if you wanna get on the wait list, hurry. And uh, that's all in terms of new toy news that I have, that I find significant. 
but I'm sure there's other stuff that I missed. But in terms of the newest DC Direct comic Batman Adventures, I don't want to get too much into it because it did just come out, so I might get into it more next week since it's a week delayed. But in this one, we saw Deathstroke for the first time in the Bruce Tim design in a Batman The Adventures Continue or Batman Animated Series world and it looks awesome and if anything it just makes me want the figure immediately so hopefully those things come out soon but I highly suggest these comics if you are bored if you're looking for more stuff to do if you just love Batman Animated Series and are worried you know whether or not these live up to the legacy and whether or not they're worth paying a few dollars for to read online and not physical form yet, because I'm sure they'll release it in a physical form soon. But I think it's worth it. It's a lot of fun. You can definitely tell Paul Dini is a writer, and things that are set up early in stories are paid off for in next issues. So there's no random things that you think are going to be paid off that never pay off, which if you've ever read comics, you know that sometimes that happens. So it's, it's a tight written story it's moving along quick and it's a lot of action so i highly recommend it next we're gonna uh touch on media okay so we touch a little bit on media with the robert pattinson <laughs> remarks uh but in terms of dc universe and original programming i talked a lot about harley quinn the animated series in on dc figures and collectibles when that was the name of the show and I talked about how I, I despised the first few episodes. Not because I care that they're trying to uh, make these characters uh, more comedic. But I just didn't find the writing strong. And it felt like they were just trying to use F-words and violence to try to be like a shock factor to people. And maybe like, oh, wow, this is really adult. Yeah, I'll sign up. However, like I said, I thought the writing was weak. Now, as the season progressed, it got a lot better, and characters got a lot better, and they actually seemed like characters. They actually had growth. So, I recently just renewed, because I'm stubborn, and just renewed uh, DC Universe, and I caught up on all the episodes up to the one where it's the episode where it's all about Batman. And I got to say... Bravo. Good job, DC Universe. You are actually right. You're doing it. You're doing it, Peter. That, that's from Hook, for those that don't know. But I'm I am happy. Are these characters portrayed exactly as they're portrayed in comics or in Batman animated series? No. But there, it's like another Elseworlds. It's funny. And in that world, the characters make sense. And I enjoy them. I'm even liking, uh, I'm even starting to like, I think her name is Kaylee Kukok, who's on whatever that nerdy sitcom was that ran forever. Big Bang. Ah, I knew it would come to me. So I'm just not a fan, sorry. But yeah, at first I did not enjoy. The voice, just because I'm, I watch Batman animated series every day for what I do, so it's going to take a little bit of time for me to adjust, but I have, and I actually enjoy what she's doing with the voice now. Okay, 
Star Wars, the Mandalorian news. The the season on Disney Plus, the Star Wars uh, expansion universe that brought Star Wars fans together again, made Baby Yoda a meme, gave people a reason to enjoy Star Wars after the last two movies, and like a little oasis in a in a barren desert of great Star Wars. They are bringing back Boba Fett, or at least the actor that portrayed him as a clone, as Jango Fett. And uh, we don't we don't know if it's going to be his son that grew up and looks just like him, or if it's going to be that actor, or if it's going to be the original actor because he's like 15, 58 or something, 59. But we will see. I'm excited because it also they, there's rumors that he's going to play multiple characters and probably be Rex. Or from I think it's Clone Wars. Sorry, I'm not big into that, but I am big into Boba, Boba Fett, not Boba T, even though that's enjoyable. And I I'm interested to see what they do, especially with the writers of Filoni and uh, whatever the other guy's name was that did Iron Man. Sorry for the disrespect. I don't I don't. Oh, John Favreau. I'm just my Wi-Fi is slow in my head. Well, anyway. From there, we're going to move over onto today's BTAS episode review. And it's a classic. Sorry. Hopefully I woke you up just before the review with my mic being knocked down. But uh, Harley and Ivy is the episode of today. Now, where we start with this episode is we see Joker and Harley Quinn on a chase through the streets of Gotham. Of course, being chased by Batman in the Batmobile. Harley Quinn's the getaway driver and Joker's barking orders at her where to turn, what to do. She argues with him because she knows what's lying ahead, but he gets upset and says, turn, sorry, excuse me. He says, turn here. She turns and of course they crash into a, a dead end. And so Joker says, please hand me the gun so I can at least shoot at Batman. She throws him the gun and while he's ecstatic and he's about to shoot at Batman, a bang flag comes out. Not the standard bang flag joker gun, where if you give it a double tap, it'll shoot out the bang flag and pierce the person, but just the actual gag gun. And Joker's pissed. Can't believe she, she, she brought the gag gun. They eventually get away from some rocket boosters in the seats and back at their hideout. Joker's complaining to his crew that, oh, I can't believe how dumb Harley is, essentially. Like, how could you do it? You brought the wrong gun. He's like... Like, do you think you're a better crook than me? And she says, well, yeah. And then she also says, well, it was kind of funny seeing you with the gun. And then her henchmen, you know, they laugh. Joker gets pissed, kicks her out onto the street. And that's where, you know, we find that she eventually hooks up with uh, Ivy. And it's a classic scene. Harley Quinn wants to steal a diamond. I think it is the Harley Quinn diamond. But I could, oh, it is. I'm looking at my notes. But uh, she goes in, she wants to prove Mr. J that she is a good criminal. So she's gonna steal this diamond. As she's stealing, or as she's trying to steal it and doing a great job, marvelous job. She's agile and spry going through the lasers, but an alarm gets tripped and she sees who trips it. Who goes running by but Poison Ivy. So she says, ah, screw this. And so instead of being, you know, 
sneaky, she just breaks the glass, steals the diamond, and starts running where Abby's running. They end up at a corner where they're having to hide against it to look around the corner because there's guards there. Well, not guards, there's GCPD, Harvey Dent, not <laughs> Harvey Bullock, and Renee Montoya. And they're, you know, they're waiting to take them, arrest them. They got their guns drawn. Harley asks, hey, Ivy, what do you got in the box that you're stealing? She says, just some chemicals. So she says, good enough. She loads her little, uh, usual, she uses a cork. She shoots at a gun, but she puts the top of the bottle in and she shoots the chemicals at the police, rendering them useless as they cough and inhale the poisons and uh, they escape. So Ivy, of course, takes Harley to her newest hideout, which just looks like a, a regular house, but it's an abandoned housing project that was built over toxic waste, which of course had to be shut down. And then uh, uh, Ivy has to get an antidote to get her used to being at that place because of course it's just nothing but toxin and poison and Ivy herself is poisoned. So Ivy gives her something that makes her immune to the poisons. And also in the midst of building a friendship and through uh, a lot of crime sprees where they've become like the new crime duo and they're in all the front pages of GCP, uh, GCP of Gotham City uh, what is it? the Gotham City Gazette or Gazetti whatever you want to call it and uh, yeah they it just shows a lot of it's like a montage scene of them stealing and stuff and shows Poison Ivy shutting down a boys club where they didn't allow women in or something like that the Peregrinators Club. So it just shows a lot of cool things like that, where they're succeeding and having a great time. And then it shows Joker, who is, uh, he's asking if anyone fed the hyenas, and of course they didn't, because just a bunch of criminals and goons. And Joker reminisces, like, oh, if Harley was here, she would have done it and done this and done that, but he's upset because he can't even find his laundry. And so he tries to, you know, ask his henchman, where's Harley been? Because usually she comes back. She's a sucker. He could abuse her all he wants. She'll come back. And so the goons show them the newspaper, which reads with the headline, New Queens of Crime. Joker sees that and is pissed that his girl is just getting headlines over him. He wants the headlines. He hates when Batman gets the headlines. So you can imagine if Harley Quinn's getting headlines, he's going to be upset. So... Joker gets his chance uh, to find out where Harley is when she herself is missing him and secretly calls him from Ivy's hideout. Of course, he tracks it. And he tries to keep her on the phone saying, oh, honey, I miss you too, and that sort of thing. And uh, Joker, he wants to know why she hasn't come back yet, but she just says, you know, I gotta go because Ivy's coming. And uh, after that, Batman, of course, he's been analyzing soil from traces that the car that they've been driving has been left on uh, from the crime scenes, and he found out where they're hiding at the old abandoned hazardous waste home development, of course. Everyone knows where that is. So he heads there, and Ivy and Harley actually get him, and they subdue him, and they're about to throw him into a thing of toxic waste, and... Uh, after they do, and I think that they're about to succeed, they walk back in the house, but Ivy says, hey, Harley, did you leave the lights on? 
in the house. She's like, no. They walk in to see the Joker. And uh, the Joker's not happy, to say the least. We already said that. But of course, he's got a smile, put on the veneer of being happy. And he basically says he wants Ivy back. He poison Ivy. Tries to stand up for her. And he says, well, why don't you take a whiff of my posy? And he uses his boutonniere and tries to do the old gas, smiley gas on her. She uh, feigns as if it's uh, affecting her at first, but she laughs and says it doesn't have any effect on her because she's immune. And she starts just knocking the crap out of Joker and his goons. And then uh, she tries to grab Harley to make a getaway. The goons give chase, of course, but Batman, he got out of the trap that Harley and Ivy had set for him where he was going to be put into the pit of the toxic waste. And uh, Joker, as they're trying to run away, he just picks up a Tommy gun and starts shooting at everyone because he doesn't give a F. And despite Batman telling him, you need to be careful, everything here is flammable with the chemicals, he doesn't care. And of course, ignites a chemical drum and soon everything's going up in flames. Batman runs away, or the goons run away. Batman knocks out Joker, saves them both, and everyone else is okay. Because speeding away in the car is Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn, and they proclaim loudly, no man can take us prisoner. And then their car is disarmed by Renee Montoya, who shoots out the tires, and arrests them along with the Joker. And we also get a scene where we see Joker in his cell while Ivy and, po and uh, Harley Quinn are in the garden. And basically she, they could hear Joker shouting at Harley from doing the garden. And there's a little joke at the end to send you out on a smile. So that's Harley and Ivy. And it is a seminal episode, not only for Batman animated series, but for setting up a relationship that is still being uh, carried out today in a, even a show that we talked about in terms of friendship and not in terms of what has been portrayed on Harley Quinn on the DC Universe app. But there's been uh, in the comics and in Elseworlds uh, times that Ivy and Harley Quinn have been in a relationship together too. So this is, a, this is the first time that that, has, that relationship has ever, ever formed, ever shown. And of course, it's on Batman the Animated Series. And there's a new show going on currently that has these two as best friends. So it's very cool. And overall, I do think it's an important episode for the character of Harley Quinn herself. Because outside of, before this episode, she's known distinctly for being just a sidekick or like a Robin character before he was Nightwing. And before he got some more characterization and some growth, she was known as just, that's just Joker's girlfriend or that's just the Joker's gimmicky sidekick. But from this point on, I would say Harley Quinn's identity and her characterization was fully realized. And fans officially, at least when I remember seeing this as a kid, I remember thinking, okay, Harley Quinn, okay. She's the real deal. She's not just a sidekick. She's doing her own thing. So she made her own movie this year with uh, Chorus Birds of Prey. And now we're seeing animated series. 
all from Batman the Animated Series. So thank you, Bruce, Tim, and Paul Dini for that invention. And of course, they saw Arlene Sor uh, Sorkin playing a Harlequin on a daytime soap opera. And that's where they got the idea. And they even got her to voice it. So it's a great episode. I highly recommend it just for historical purposes in the term of Batman mythology. Now, we're going to do the Batman the animated series wave eight review. This is a good one. Okay. Now, the first figure we're gonna review is a lot of people's favorites from this line. Harvey Bullock. It's a beautiful figure, done well with all the articulation. Like his jacket doesn't impede his legs being able to do the splits. He's solid, so I'm not worried about him breaking. He does have limited posability with like the legs, the knee joints, the elbows. The head's kind of annoying because anyone that has this figure knows it pops out very easily. However, he comes with great accessories. He comes with a pistol, GCBD pistol. He comes with a shotgun. And he comes with two of the most infamous accessories from this line the donuts one's has a bite out of it and the other is whole and we see it multiple times throughout the series it could be an emergency and what does he do before he leaves he'll grab a donut so i like a, he is a 10 he's easily a 10 because who else is going to make a harvey bullock figure outside of diamond selects gotham series line uh, from Fox, which it's okay, but it's not as iconic as this figure. So the fact that we have this guy, Harvey Bullock, and if you're listening to the podcast, sorry that you're not seeing the visuals, but this figure is a must. I actually haven't looked at him to see what he costs on the open market, but I have looked to see what this guy costs on the aftermarket now that he's not available. The Ventriloquist and Scarface. And all the accessories outside of extra hands are shown with the ventriloquist. He comes with a Tommy gun, a mini Tommy gun for the puppet. He comes with the actual puppet. There is a place in the back where you could stick his hand in, where you just put it right in the joint where you would have a hand. And he, of course, has hands for those as well when you take them off. Limited posability, but why do you need to pose this guy in a dynamic pose anyway? You don't. He's brilliant looking, and he costs like anywhere from 70 plus dollars now on the aftermarket. He's a great villain. The stories he's involved in are great and delve into a cool, well, not a cool, but they, it's cool that they show that they were showing forms of mental illness and the, the important issue of what a mental illness is and the importance of getting it treated back in the early 90s. That's crazy to me. Like now people are just starting to realize like what an important thing that is. So now we're on, I, well, I give ventriloquist, I'll give him a nine because I do wish he came with, you know, maybe like a, a unfinished ventriloquist head where it looks like he's carving it at the end of the first episode or something like that. But I mean, other than that, 9.5, easy. Now, this figure, Right off the bat, I'm going to say it's a six. It's Talia Al Ghul. Her arms are too long. 
limited accessories, only a gun, well gun, showing it right now for those watching, for those listening. Decent articulation, just no, just no ankle pivot, just go up and down like the other ones from this. And uh, overall, it's like, yeah, if you're completist and you have Razal Goal, you're kind of neater, but nothing to write home about. Now, the next one is a very controversial figure and also at the time a, a controversial design. And it is the new Batman Adventure Joker with no red lip smile. He came with a pistol. I don't need to show you the pistol. Also, I don't feel like digging it out. You know what a pistol looks like. But he also came with Bud and Lou, the two hyenas from the show that were pets of Harley Quinn and the Joker. One with a mouth open, one with a regular smile shut. And at the time, before the Harley Quinn expression pack, that was the only way you could get these guys, the hyenas. And again, that's another thing that Batman the Animated Series implemented and is now just canon for these two, for Joker and Harley. And I think it's important not only to have the Joker, because a Joker, even if you don't like the design, but it was great for those that also wanted a different accessory. And believe it or not, DC Collectibles, they always do the animals really well. They, for like the Batman Beyond set, they did Ace well, they did Isis well for Catwoman, they did Teagle well for Etrigan and Clarion. So they, they take time to do pets in the show and represent them very well. Overall, I would rate this wave a nine. I think it is a well done wave. You have the Joker in there. Then you have a character like Harvey Bullock, which that doesn't get done much. Then you have the Ventriloquist, which is brilliant. He's one of my all time favorite villains from the show. I hope he gets done in live action one day, but we'll see. So overall, I give that wave a nine. Talia was the worst, easily the worst, and people hate her arms. Now my figure of the week, it's because I've been watching the uh, Harley Quinn animated series on DC Universe. It's not Harley Quinn, it's Poison Ivy. And I think they represent her character so well on that show. And also, I know a lot of people hate the original BTAS Harley Quinn figure because they did such a poor job in capturing her likeness. But they actually did a really good job in capturing this Poison Ivy's likeness. Plus she has all the best articulation as any of the other, like the top ones in this line. She has ankle rockers, it goes up and down. She even has these points of her glove. They even move separate from the elbow moving. So she's a really well done. And I'm gonna definitely have to try to recreate some images from that show, the Harley Quinn animated series. So uh, that was my figure of the week. And with that, we're at the conclusion of the show. I hope I didn't set any precedence. I hope I didn't put any pressure on you that you have to start an action figure podcast. But I do hope that you enjoyed this. I hope that uh, just gives you a little reprieve from thinking about it, other things that are probably more important. But anyway, thank you. If you want to see pictures, I'll have my Instagram link below. 
I will have the links to the sponsors of the show below as well if you want to check them out and use the codes. And I'll have those written down for you as well. Hope you enjoyed. And there will be another episode next week. Maybe. I don't want to set a precedence. Thank <laughs> you.